Praise the Lord, everyone. He alone is worthy. Happy New Year. God has kept us through 2022. We have a clean slate to start with. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise. We are going to stand on his promises. We are going to have the confidence in him. Father, we give you honor and praise this morning for just giving us an opportunity to be in your house. We give you all the praise and all the glory. We want you to worship with us. Let this year, let this today be the start of what you're going to give him for the rest of the new year. So if you're sitting, that's what you're going to give him for the rest of the new year. Come on, we ought to be praising him like nobody's business. So many things have transpired through 2022, and he kept you. If you really want to look into yourself and look over your life, you like, God, you kept me through this, you kept me through that. So we got to have something. Come on, let's give him some praise. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Jesus. We're standing on his promises, and then we have a confidence, he won't fail. If you believe that, why don't you put your hands together in this place this morning? Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, we bless your name, we bless your name, Jesus. He will go before us. He will be with us. He will not fail us. He will not forsake us. He will go before us. He will be with us. He will not fail us. He will not forsake us. This is what we do. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. His word can't fail. His word won't fail. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. His word can't fail. His word won't fail. Fear not, neither be dismayed. Lift your voice, everyone. Say promises, promises. We're standing on His promises. In Him we have a confidence. He won't fail. He won't fail. He promises. Promises. We're standing on His promises. In Him we have a confidence. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, his 
fail. His word won't fail. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. His word won't fail. His word won't fail. Fear not, fear not. Neither be dismayed. Everybody jump around saying promises. Promises. We're standing on it. wonderful God. He's great and he's greatly to be praised. 
I greet you this morning in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the one who is, who was, and who is to come. Welcome to Christ Center Church, where Christ is our central focus. Those online and those in the house of the Lord, Happy New Year. It's good to be in the house of the Lord today. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. He's an awesome God. The Word of God tells us to trust in the Lord with all our hearts. Lean not unto our own understanding. In all our ways, acknowledge Him and He'll direct our path. God has planted us by the rivers of living water so that we'll bring forth fruit in His season. I believe this is the season. We are in the season right now where we'll be bringing forth fruit for God's glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Almighty God, ever-loving Father, in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we come before your throne of grace today, Almighty God. Lord, we come to offer unto you the sacrifices of thanksgiving and praise. We are in your presence today, Almighty God, to cast our cares upon you, for we know you care for us. Oh, Lord Jesus, we love you, we honor and adore you. Lord, your mercies are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord, you're high and lifted up. You're exalted, Lord Jesus. You are from everlasting to everlasting. You are the King of glory. You are the Lord God Almighty, and we love you. Lord, we honor and adore you. Oh, what a mighty God you are. You're altogether lovely. You're altogether wonderful to us, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus, how excellent and majestic is your name in all the earth. Your name is a strong and mighty tower. The righteous run into it and they're safe. At your name, Lord Jesus, every knee will have to bow and every tongue will have to confess that you are Lord to the glory of God the Father. Blessed be your holy name, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, your name is a strong and mighty tower. Lord Jesus, you are our strength and you are our shield. You are the rock of our salvation. You are our righteousness. You are our peace, Lord Jesus. We love you, Lord. Oh, mighty God, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that you have given to us to come together today to offer unto you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and praise. Thank you for this privilege, Almighty God, to gather together, to build up one another. Lord, we thank you, Almighty God, for this privilege to worship you in spirit and in truth today. Oh, Abba, Father, in faith we call upon you, asking, Lord God, to give us a fresh anointing today. Anoint us today, Almighty God, that we may worship you in one accord. Anoint us today, Almighty God, that you may, we may receive all that you have in store for us. Lord, pour out a fresh anointing upon us today, Almighty God, that we may continue to walk worthy of your calling. Lord God, help us to be fruitful in every good works. Help us, Lord God, to increase in the knowledge of you. Oh, Abba, Father, in faith we pray for all those that are on their way to worship with us. Give them traveling mercies, Lord. Help them to get here safely so we can worship you together. Lord God, help us to fulfill your joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. Lord God, help us to decrease that you may increase in us. Oh, Lord, help us to reckon ourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto you, Almighty God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Have your way in the service today, Almighty God. We ask, Lord God, that you touch the man of God today. 
touch his heart and his mind, Lord God. Bring to his remembrance all the things that you have prepared for your people, Lord. Touch our hearts today, Lord God, and help us to receive your engrafted words of meekness. Oh, have a Father, have your way, and let your perfect will be done. As we give you all the glory, the honor, the praise. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray that you touch of your home that's represented here today. We give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the church, say amen. Amen. Why don't we continue to give the Lord some praise in this place this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. We bless your name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Can we put our hands together in this place this morning? Come on. Hallelujah. I was buried beneath my shame. Who could carry that kind of weight? It was my soul till I met you. I was breathing but not alive. All my failures I tried to hide. Clap your hands, clap, clap. Hey. Oh, yeah. 
needed rescue. My sin was heavy, but chains break at the weight of your glory. I needed shelter, I was an orphan, but you called me a citizen of heaven. Praise the Lord. 
Keep praying. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. 
good to be in the house of the Lord and starting our new year off just right. Just right. Just right. You're in the right place at the right time. There's no other place you needed to be this morning but right here. This is where the Lord Jesus intended for you to be. And we responded in obedience by being here. So glad to be here with you. Thank God for each and every one of you. Before I get into the Word of God, there's a burgundy Nissan license plate KXN2979. We have someone that needs to go to the hospital, and your car may need to move for them to make their way out and get to the hospital. So if you can, burgundy Nissan. KXN2979, if we can get you to move your vehicle as quickly as possible, that would be outstanding. Amen. Church, God has been good to us. Sometimes we don't realize the goodness of God because we don't always get our way. But God is raising us the right way. The right way. We're kind of going out of our normal order, but it's all right because God is in control and the spirit of the Lord will follow as he leads. For many months leading up to this point, we've had many dreams, visions. We've had just God showing us things that was getting ready to take place and God will show you things, and if it's not happening at the time God shows it to you, after a while you question it or you forget about it. And for many months we've had folks, I know I had it, I think Sister Idea, Brother Scarlett, and many of you had seen God doing some things. And this morning, he just wants to give us a reminder of what he's been showing us. He's making me a little nervous, as he do, does oftentimes. What do you mean by that, preacher? Because that beautiful building that's before you, he allowed us to purchase it Thursday. Now, we have tenants in that place. And we figure... That's good because, you know, someone will pay rent, offset some of the expenses to operate the church. So that's great. We felt like the space that we would have or we would occupy would be plenty of space for us to occupy and just keep going until, you know, when the Lord see fit for us to expand. And maybe by then we won't need any uh, tenants. But he made me nervous this morning, Andre, to say <laughs> Will we have time to wait for the church to grow? Or we're going to get there and right away need the whole space. I just got to leave that kind of stuff up to him. It's his business. We're not in control. We're just following his direction. But pretty soon you won't have to worry about being tight in this kind of proximity. Some of you might like it. Some of you might feel uncomfortable. But pretty soon you'll be in a pretty big enough space that can accommodate probably four to six hundred of us. 
So we're working on what we call the build-out plans, the renovations. And so maybe in two more months, you'll be out of here and you'll be right there. The property may be two and a half miles up the street, so it's not far. Great location. It's a cul-de-sac. And so I feel good about that because anytime there's safety for our children, one way in, one way out, that always makes me happy. And so we're looking forward to what God has in store. But if this is any indication of what God has in store, we got to get ready. We got to get ready. We got to get ready. I'm going to minister to you just for a short while. In the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 32, verse 24, you can turn your Bibles with me, stand for the reading of the word of God, Genesis chapter 32, verse number 34, 24, I should say. I appreciate all of you, all of you fine people of Christ Center Church, you have been outstanding, you are great representation of this church, God is working in your life, all of you that uh, did anything last night, the praise and worship team. Those that prayed, all of you that participated, you're outstanding. Sister Josephine, you make me proud. I told you all Thursday that my desire is for you to grow in Christ and be the best you. That's all I care about. I'm not in this for anything that I want. I'm good. But I want to see you be the best you that God has for you. And I believe you did well, Sister Josephine, last night in prayer, how you stepped forward and how you prayed and how you prayed specifically. I just love the way you did things, and I saw growth. That makes me excited when I look into any one of your lives, and I can see growth in Christ. And for all of you that are growing, I will continue to be your biggest supporter. I will be your biggest fan, helping you to grow and be exactly what God called you to be. So I thank God for you. Anything that I can do, reasonable, godly. I will do whatever I can to help you be the best version of yourself. Those that have joined us, faithful, we have a faithful, faithful congregation that's online, always joining us. Some are far away from here. They're in Florida, in New York, uh, some in Canada, some in Jamaica. They join us regularly um, just to be a part of Christ Center Church. And I thank God for them. I greet you this morning. In the wonderful name of Jesus, and I want to say Happy New Year to all of you that are here and all of you that are online. Happy New Year to you. Welcome to 2023. Genesis chapter 32, verse number 24, the word of the Lord said, And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of day. Somebody say the breaking of day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. I don't eat chicken thighs. I don't know if that's why I don't. (laughs) And he said, let me go for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. I will not let thee go except thou. And he said unto him, what is thy name? 
And he said, Jacob. And he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince has thou power with God and with men, and has prevailed. And Jacob asked him and said, Tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, Wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him there. And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel. For I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. I want to give you the word of the Lord this morning for 2023. Divine encounter. I am telling you, this didn't come from a man. This came from God. And God wants every one of you, me, and so many people that are not yet here to find encounter with him. Not just any kind of encounter. Not just to confess your sins and believe. Not just a prayer meeting. Not just I came to church and I felt the presence of God. Not just, oh, preacher, that was a good word. No, God has instructed me. Don't let them leave until they seek for a divine encounter with me. God didn't bring you this far just for you to keep wasting time. God didn't bring you this far just so you can say, hey, man, we made it. God brought you this far because God has a divine plan for your life. So he's preserving you. Sister Florence, I'm with you. God has a divine purpose for your life, but God wants to give us all. It doesn't matter what other encounter you have had before. God says, I need you to have a divine encounter, a divine encounter even now with me. You may be seated. British essay writer Walter Savage Lander called solitude the audience chamber of God. And he was right. When we're alone, we can't escape into other people's hearts and minds and be distracted. We have to live with ourselves Face to face. God meets us, hear me this morning, God meets us at whatever level he finds us in order to lift lift us to where he wants us to be. Come as you are. That is exactly right. Never forget that. Always heard that from when I was a kid. Come as you are. And that's a true statement but here is what you have to know about God if God is good as he says he is and he is if he tells you to come as you are he don't want you to leave as you are he wants you to come as you are but he's so good that he's gonna let you leave better than how you came so wherever you are this morning 
God will meet you right there. He's not asking you to be something that you're not. He's not asking you to become something that you cannot do on your own. Wherever you are, that's where God will meet you this very moment. Listen listen to me. To Abraham, the pilgrim, God came as a traveler to him. And to Joshua, the general, God came as a soldier to him. Watch this. Jacob had spent most of his life from birth wrestling with people. He wrestled with his brother Esau even while he was in the womb. He wrestled with his father Isaac. He wrestled with Laban and even his wives. So God came to Jacob as a wrestler. Whatever you are this morning, I've learned this about God, and I'm telling you, become attentive to what I'm telling you. However you are, whatever your, your, your character is, whatever your personality is, God will speak to you and show up in your life in that way. Don't look for him to show up in your life the way he shows up in my life. Don't look for him to show up in your life the way he shows up in your brother's life or your sister's life. He will show up in your life just the way you are. Sometimes we're looking around, where is God? Why isn't God working? And God is saying, I'm here and I'm working, but you're looking someplace else. You're looking for me to show up in a different way. Today, the Israelites have not yet crowned Jesus Christ, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, as Almighty God. You know why? They were looking for him to show up in a different way than he showed up to them. You have to say, who am I? And God will show up to me just the way that I am. But he will not leave me the same way he showed up in my life. Jacob was thoroughly in an earnest situation. Can I tell you this, church? One of the reasons why we read about a lot of miracles in foreign countries, but we're not reading about enough miracles in America, is because we don't feel like we're in dire need of anything. We don't feel like we're in earnest need of anything. We just feel like we're all good, and everything that we need is not a need, it's just a want. And so because we're living our life just wanting and never needing, God says, you can handle what you want. I take care of needs, but you can handle your wants. Until we get to a place with God where we need him, where we feel that earnest desire to say, God, I need you, then we won't get to experience the same kind of miracles that we hear about across globally but God wants to do great things in your life but God will not waste his energy to perform great things in your life if you don't want it he wants it for you the question is do you want it for yourself God wants to bless you but the question is do you want to be blessed by God we say a lot of things but it's not always what's really going on in our heart we just know the right things to say We're polished these days. We know how to say the right things and not really mean it. If you check out the airways nowadays, 
people that are on the air, whether TV, radio, or whatever, they have to say things and be politically correct. And I'm sure when they're at their dining room table, they say something totally different. And we're buying what people are selling on the airways, not knowing they're just faking the funk. They're just trying to sell you something. They're pretending, and we're going with the flow when they're just doing something to just do their jobs. You don't want to listen to people right now on social media. You don't want to listen to people right now in the media because they're just doing what they have to do to be politically correct. They don't want to lose their job just like you don't want to lose your job. And the job is putting restraints on them to say, you can't say this and you can't believe this. If we earnestly desire the blessings of the Lord like Jacob, we must determine to do whatever it takes to receive it. There lies a big problem. Because we're saying, I want to be blessed, but we're not willing to extend ourselves. We're not willing to sacrifice. We're not willing to say, God, I will do whatever it takes for you to bless me. We just say, God, bless me on my terms. If not, I don't need your blessings. Jacob's heart was hardened with loads of sin. It crushed his spirit and was breaking his heart. He could bear no more. And so he made supplication unto the Lord. Secret. I tell secrets all the time about the Lord. Secret. Don't wait till sin is destroying you to come to the Lord. Don't wait till sin has just, 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 just took you down and out. Can God, God can raise the dead, sister. God can raise the dead, brother. But why do you want to wait until you're just done for God to raise you up? Because when you wait till that time, you're going to live for God with a lot of scars. There are people living for God today, and some of us criticize them and wondering, why are they? Because they waited till sin had beat them up so badly that even when they repented, the, repented of their sins, got baptized in Jesus' name, filled with God's spirit, and walking in the Lord, they're still struggling with so much because when they came, sin had did a work to them. Do you want to wait till that point to say, let me surrender my life to God? Or do you want to do it voluntarily to say, God, here I am. I don't want to wait till then. That's the secret. Don't wait till, because, because trust me, if you live your life without God, what did Brother Kellerman said this morning when he prayed? The scripture says, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So at some point in time, it doesn't matter who you are, you will get down and cry out and say, God, help me. Yes, you are God. Yes, you are Lord. Yes, you are the king. Yes, you are everything. Every one of us will acknowledge that at some point in time. But again, I want to acknowledge that when I'm in my right mind, when I'm praising him, when I'm loving him. I don't want to wait till I'm desperate until the situation has just taken over me where the devil is beating me up. I don't want to wait till then. In the moment of his weakness, Jacob made a great discovery. He found that when he cannot or he could not wrestle with the angel anymore, guess what he did? He just clinged on and held on. Sister Florence, sometimes we want to be vibrant 
and we want to be participators in the kingdom and not spectators and we want to get involved and 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 sometimes we just find ourselves not having the strength to do it we find ourselves not being able to just 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 keep on doing things and guess what when you find yourself like that all you need to do just hold on just cling to the Lord. Say, right now, my, my, my mind is not in a good place. Right now, I feel weary. Right now, I feel like I don't want to do anything. But when you find yourself in that kind of predicament, I want you to just hold on to God. What does holding on to God mean? Keep coming to the house of God. What does holding on to God mean? I'll keep praying even when I don't feel it. What holding on to God means? I will keep reading my Bible even when I don't understand it, even when I don't want to do it, even when I'm reading and I'm falling asleep, I'll keep doing it. That's holding on. That's what's known as holding on. Even when it ain't going right, just hold on to Jesus. When you say you're not coming to the house of God, you have let go. Coming to the house of God is just holding on. What you do when you come to the house of God, that's wrestling. Do you want to wrestle with the Lord or do you just want to hold on? Hey, if you just got to hold on, then go ahead and hold on. But really, we want to get to the place where we're wrestling. We want to get to the place where we're having fellowship. We want to get to the place where we're communing with God, not just clinging. But if you got to cling for a while because things are just rough, go ahead and cling for a while. Keep on coming. Keep on coming. What the singer said this morning, keep fasting, keep praying, keep believing. You know the devil will not prevail against you because God loved you too much to let any foreign agent or any devil in hell to stop you from what God has for you. Keep on going. Keep on praising. Keep on living for God. Keep on trusting God. The, the, the gates of hell will not prevail against you if you keep going. Listen to me. If the devil could have stopped us from purchasing that property, he would have. Let me tell you, as I've told our church before, the devil didn't mind us being in the fire station having church service. We weren't a threat to him too much. He kind of had his eye on us, but he was like, yeah, but I can control what, have, what, what happens to them. I, I can cause, you know, the firemen to tell them they can't be there anymore. I can cause, you know, certain things to happen. That's what he thought he could do while we were here. And in his mind, I got your future in my hands. But once you take up residence, he know he lost. And he was fighting tooth and nail to make sure we didn't take up residence. But... The gates of hell shall not prevail. The gates of hell shall not prevail. We're not doing man's work in this church. We're doing God's work in this church. And the gates of hell cannot prevail against the work of God. We're going to do the work of God and not the work of man. I love serving the Lord. There's none like him. Listen to me. At Bethel, God had promised to bless Jacob. And from a material point of view, the promise was fulfilled. God made him a promise. I'm going to bless you. For Jacob was now a very wealthy man at the time that he met God in Peniel. So Jacob was promised blessings from God. And God blessed him and he was a wealthy man. Huh. But there's much more to the blessings of God than flocks and herds and servants. 
Listen to me, church. There is much more to the blessings of God than financial prosperity or valuable material things. There is also the matter of godly character and spiritual influence. And so while it's wonderful for God to bless us with material things, for God to bless us financially, hear me this morning that the greatest blessing you can get from the Lord is when God touch you in your character, when God help you to be more like him, when God touch you to be a spiritual agent for him, when God touch you and you become a child of God with godly character and being holy and being righteous, that's what you want for the blessings of God. We've put a lot of stocks in material things. And it's okay, I understand it. I am not upset with some of us that put a lot of stock in material things. Because what I've come to understand is you just got some ways to go in living for God and know God. Because I have come to the place, I am not rich. Well, you know I'm not rich. I don't, I don't, I don't have a whole lot. I just got the necessities and just enough to make me comfortable. I don't want nothing else. Sorry, wife. Sorry, children. I, whenever I say that, I got to tell them sorry because they're like, what are you saying? Don't say that. But it's okay because they know that I'll say that to God and God. Here's why I'm telling you that. I am trying to stay focused. This, this church, Christ-centered church where Christ is our central focus, I am trying my best to stay, stay focused on God. And if I get any more things in my life, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get me going a little to the side looking at some other things and worrying about some other things. I don't have time to worry about other things. So that's how someone that God has blessed and opened their eyes and brought them from out of darkness can say this because you realize that my mission is to please God. And the more material things that are valuable that I have is going to distract me from doing God's will. And so you will get to the place if you're not there yet when you realize I don't need a whole lot of stuff. I don't need material stuff. I don't need that because that's just getting in the way. The other day I went on vacation with my family and the, 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 the purchasing of the church property was hot stuff. I mean, things was moving because we were trying to close before Christmas and just I was on vacation um, what, what, um, probably in the teens of December. And so we're trying to close and I'm on vacation and I had to make sure I had cruise Wi-Fi. I had to have cruise Wi-Fi because before you know it, here comes the bank. I need this other document. Before you know it, here comes the lawyer. I need this. Ask my wife. I'm, I'm just on the, 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 the deck just, and I'm on vacation. My grandma and my kids had the best vacation. <laughs> Nicola, she, she, she had to take care of them. And me, I had to take care of the church business. I was on vacation. But I was thinking of the church business. You see what I mean? Like, and, and I think vacation is something that we all need. We need to take a couple vacations a year. But even on vacation, I'm serving the Lord. So how much more can I have? What else, what else do I think I need? Because if I get it, it's going to get me in trouble. So just talking to you today. It's okay to want material things. You want to be comfortable, and it's okay. But the day will come when if you are truly locked in in God, you're going to say to yourself, I'm good. And I'm not even trying to say anything other than I just want to be focused on God. I don't want to lose out on God for anything. David, David, God's man, the man after God's own heart. David says, I prefer you, God, more than life itself. 
Now, that's a man of wisdom. Why you say that, preacher? Because he realized God is the giver of life. God is life. So if I got God, I do have life. I can have life and don't have God. Smart man. So, so I've learned from some of God's people that I'd rather have God than anything else because everything is in God. So whatever I need, it's in him. So why would I want anything else outside of him? Because everything I need is in him. <laughs> All right, we're moving along. I'm talking to you today about a divine encounter. Mm-hmm. Divine encounter. During that dark night of the soul, Jacob discovered that he had spent his life fighting God and resisting God's will. Anybody been fighting God and resisting God's will? Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Who been fighting God and resisting God? I feel it in my spirit that there are some people here this morning. God has been trying to get you to come into church and humble yourself and live for him. And you've been promising. You've been pushing back. You've been fighting. God has anointed you and called you to do things. And you're still fighting. And you only come when you can. And God is saying, I am so good. Because if I was like man, you know what I would do? I would put you in the hospital for a little bit and say, now what you going to do? You see how God, you see how good God is that he called you, blessed you with gifts and talents and all this stuff and said, will you serve me? And you say, well, you know, I'm trying God and you're not really trying. And God is saying, but I'm still letting you walking around breathing the air that I give you. I still let you do that and you won't serve me. That's kind of what's going on. But God is really that good that no matter how bad we treat him, he's still treating us good. But that's called grace, in case you don't know. And anybody that know the Bible, grace don't last forever. Grace don't last forever. So the goodness that God is showing you, the blessings that God has given unto you, all the things that God is working in your life, and you've been hesitant and haven't been faithful to God, he's allowing it to go on. But at some point, his grace will run out. Not trying to scare you, just preaching God's word to you. A man once said, the Lord cannot fully bless a man until he has first conquered the man. A man once said, the Lord cannot fully bless a man until he has first conquered the man. Layman's terms, God can't bless you until God is in control of your life layman's terms the real blessings see we get the trinket blessings right whether it's just the goodness that you feel from being in the church or just god keeping you those are trinket blessings but the blessings that god really want to pour out in your life he cannot give it to you he cannot trust you with it until he has fully conquered you where you're saying god have your way god conquered jacob By first weakening Jacob. That's why it's so hard for us to get into the place where we need to be. Because God has to first conquer us. And the way he conquer us is by making us weak. And we don't want to be weak. What is it going to be today, church? How do we march forward in 2023? Listen. Listen. I don't like to say these things, but I say what the Holy Spirit put on my heart to say. Don't 
waste your time that you will not finish out this year. What do you mean by that, preacher? When you walk in your purpose in God, death cannot take you. You hear me, church? When you decide that I'm going to walk in my purpose in God, I'm going to live for God. Ain't no car accident. Ain't no sickness. Ain't nothing going to take you out because God, what the Bible says, whatever he starts. So when he start a work in you, he's going to finish that work in you. So if God has called you to do something in the kingdom and you says, all right, God, I'm yielding. I'm going to do what you want. I'm going to surrender to you. I'm going to obey you. You will be at the center of my life. You will be first in my life. Death cannot do nothing with you. When I go on cruises, when I go on airplanes, when I go wherever, and, and the devil try to say, man, be careful. I said, I ain't worried about nothing. It ain't because I'm cocky. It's because I know that I'm on the plan of God, in the plan of God. When the plan is over, then I'll worry a little bit. And I shouldn't even worry because then I'm just going to die and go see him. But the bottom line is, when you walk in God's purpose, nothing can stop you. You don't believe that, do you? But if you live on your own, you're rolling dice. You're playing CeeLo. Uh-huh. You're at the tables. You can either crap out or you can win a little bit of money. But who knows? You never know what's going to happen when you live your life to please yourself. You don't know what's going to happen to you. And you can't control what's going to happen to you. You're not all powerful and you're not sovereign. There's only one that's all powerful and sovereign. Here I go. I'm going to finish up here in a second. Talking about divine encounter. Before we can begin to be like the Lord Jesus Christ, we have to face ourselves and admit ourselves, our weaknesses, who we really are and not who we want to be or even what people tells us we are. When you decide to surrender for God, you can't fake out God and you can't pretend God needs you to be real to him. He already know who you are. But in order for you to be transformed, in order for you to be empowered, in order for you to be where God is going to take you, you're going to have to be real with yourself. You're going to have to tell God who you really are, what you have been doing in your private time. You don't tell the preacher. You don't tell no priest. You don't tell nobody. The only people you tell that is you and God. So you find a quiet place to pray and you tell God who you really are. Whatever you are, own up to it. Don't lie about it. Just tell God who you are. Not that he don't know. But there's a, there's a method to his madness. That's why, watch this, the Lord asked Jacob, before he blessed Jacob, the Lord asked Jacob, what is your name? You think God don't know Jacob's name? <laughs> as far as Genesis record is concerned, the last time Jacob was asked that question, what is your name? Jacob told a lie. The last time before God asked him his name, the last time he was asked, what is your name? He told a lie. What was that lie, preacher? He lied to his father. His father said, is this my son Esau? He says, yes, dad, it's your son Esau. Lying his teeth out. So we know Jacob is a lying, deceiving, conniving, trying to get over kind of dude. So the last time 
He had to tell his name. He lied about it. So it's no coincidence that God said, what is your name? <laughs> because you can't get ahead in, with God if you're going to keep lying. You can't move forward in God if you, if you keep lying and lying. You can't move forward in God. You've got to tell God the truth. You can't move in God if you're going to lie because God knows everything. And when God asks you a question, it's not for you to figure out, oh, let me tell him because he doesn't know. No, he knows. He's asking you the question so you will know. And so he asked Jacob, what is your name? (laughs) What is your name meant? Are you going to continue living up to your name, the deceiving, conniving guy? Or will you admit what you are and let me change you? Will you keep living how you want to live in lying to the Lord, in lying to yourself? Or will you admit who you are to God so he can change you? We can't experience change unless we are truthful and honest with the Lord, the one who can change us. Can I tell your church, nobody can change you, not even you, only your creator can change you. The Bible says he can transform us by the renewing of our mind. Only God can change us. And that's why I always tell you beautiful ladies that don't look at the, you do it all the time. You do it all the time. It's just part of how you are. But I'm here to help you. You always look at the brother and you see potential. You don't look at him for who he is. Women look at men because they see the potential in them. Because y'all always think you can dress him up, fix him up, make him into something that he's not. That's how y'all see men. He got some potential, pastor. He's not bad, pastor. He keep a job, pastor. And all of this stuff, y'all keep telling me about the man because y'all see potential. Uh-huh. And here's our pastor operating. My sister, you know I love you. I want you to be married. I want you to have a nice man, raise a great family. But only God can change the man. So if he ain't submitting to God, leave that joke alone. Sometimes y'all get mad when I say that and say, I can't mess with pastor because he ain't never going to let me get married. All right, let me take you another step further down this path. Expert talking here. Do you prefer... To just have your heart broken and have to deal with a heartbrokenness, you know, six months, two years. Or do you want to be married and be miserable for the rest of your life? Which one you want? Tell me which one you want. Because that's where pastor operating from. I'm always operating from that perspective. Whenever I tell you something, that's the perspective that I'm operating from. I want you to be happily married for all your life. Not be miserable all your life. You come to church and you can't praise God because he ain't no good. I don't want that for you. So, so I'm going to tell you the truth that if he don't surrender to Jesus Christ, if he don't let Jesus be Lord of his life, you're taking a chance. You're rolling dice. Because let me help out some of you, because even some godly man ain't right. I know, y'all, I know they was going to like that. I know they was going to like that. I know they was going to like that. <laughs> even some godly men not right. But here's the, here's the deal. As long as he's given himself to God, sooner or later, he can become right. But if he ain't got God, he ain't never going to be right. 
<laughs> I'm almost done with this stuff here. In the Bible, receiving a new name signifies making a new beginning. And this was Jacob's opportunity to make a fresh start in life. All the way that he was living is the deceiving, conniving, hooking, crooking way. He could start all over because of his divine encounter that he was having with the Lord. He had the opportunity to start over, to start anew, to be fresh. But the only way that was going to happen, he had to tell the truth. He had to be truthful and not lie anymore. You can't, you can't walk into truth lying. By seeking God's blessing and finally being weakened and forced to yield, he had become a God-empowered prince. Like Paul, who had his own battle to fight, Jacob became strong only when he became weak. I'll put it out there again. You could not have been cooler than me before I was saved. You might have been just as cool as me, but you couldn't have been cooler than me. I was at the barbershop the other day, Lewis. We were talking about when we used to run up in Dolly Homes. Y'all know those days. Not Dolly Homes, Miller Homes that we call Killer Homes. Lewis, Lewis, Lewis used to live in Killer Homes, right? And, and Lewis and Smurf and some of them people, if you didn't know their name and you were trying to go to Killer Homes, you, man, you was in trouble. So I am very vast in my cool accomplishment. I came to this country as a Jamaican, and all my Jamaican boys, we rolled together. We was cool. I ain't going to tell you my street name. We was running, we was running Trenton. And so I, I was down with the cool Americans, and me and my Jamaican boys was running stuff down in Murray Street and Hermitage and all of that stuff. And whatever. But anyway, we, 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 we was doing our thing, right? So I was cool. I didn't get in a lot of trouble. I was just cool. So you couldn't have been cooler than me. You could have been just as cool as me. And so I come to meet this Jesus. I'm cool. And so when you're cool, you don't cry around nobody, right, Lou? We can't cry. We can't cry around nobody. You crazy? We always cool. Cool dudes don't cry. And so for many months, I'm in church trying to get Jesus, but I was still trying to be cool. Wasn't nothing happening for me. I wasn't having no encounter with Jesus because I was still trying to be cool and try to get Jesus. And it wasn't until I broke down and start doing what I dreaded to do, cry in church. I started crying in church. My poor wife says, I ain't never seen you cry. You cried in church? That's how bad it was, because they know I'm like ice. You know what I'm saying? I'm cold as ice. I'm good. I'm not crying. But the Lord weakened me. That's what I'm trying to get at. The Lord weakened me from the coolness. The Lord weakened me from the streets. The Lord weakened me from all the stuff that I used to be in order to make me strong. And if you're going to become strong for God, you're going to have to get weak from the things you were strong at in the world. That's the way it works. 
And so Paul says, for when I am weak, that's when I'm strong. You see, because when we're full of ourselves, we think we're strong then. But guess what? You're full of yourself. You are not strong. The devil will whoop your tail in a second. If God removed his hand from your life, Satan will make a mockery of you. It's only because of the grace of God. It's only because God is holding back so the devil can't destroy you. So us on our own thinking we're something, we're nothing without God. And so until you become weak, until you allow God to touch you and fill you with his spirit, until I remember when God touched me back when Kirk Franklin was hot stuff, man, the, 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 the power of God moved in my life. That was in my car driving, crying. I'm like, what is happening to me? How am I driving in the car listening to music and crying? That's not me. Well, God had touched me and weakened me because when I'm weak, then am I strong. Because when I'm crying, it was the power of the Holy Spirit working in my life and moving me. The change was taking place. The transformation was happening. And so I was weak in the things of this world, but I was getting strong in God. But if you don't make the change, you're not going to experience it. If you don't let God touch your life, if you don't become weak unto the Lord so God can make you strong in him, you will never get to experience what he wants you to experience. G. Campbell Morgan called Jacob's experience, listen to me, I almost entitled the message this. G. Campbell Morgan called Jacob's experience the crippling that crowns. Almost entitled it. I didn't want to wow y'all with the title. I just wanted y'all to stay focused on because this is really what God told me to tell y'all. You want me to tell y'all how interesting this title is? I have preached a lot of messages on divine something. And God said, divine encounter. And I said to myself, that sounds like I preached that before. And I looked through all my notes. I looked through all the, the text messages and all the stuff that we send to the people to put on the screen. And say, check! We can't find no divine encounter. And all I do is just do is laugh at God. I have this really, I just, I, I laugh at this interesting way that I deal with God. I said, God, you a bad dude. You knew I had never preached no divine encounter, but poor me, I got to try to recall and recall and recall, and I can't think, and I'm looking everywhere, and you're probably just looking at me like, didn't I tell you divine encounter? Well, you got to look for it. Just preach divine encounter. So what if you did preach it before? But it was no divine encounter. God knows what he's doing. God knows what he's doing. The crippling that crowns and interpreted Israel to mean a God mastered man. Jacob became a God mastered man. Will you become a God mastered man or a God mastered woman? What does that mean? God is mastering you. Y'all can't pray this prayer. I pray this prayer all the time. Lord, you are my master. You are my master. You are my Lord. You rule in my life, God. And when I'm being an idiot and don't know what to do, straighten me out and constrain me because you're the ruler of my life. And I don't always know what to do. And I don't always do the right thing. So when I'm being stupid and ignorant, Lord, I give you permission because you are the Lord of my life, the master of my life. You do whatever you want to get me back in shape. I don't know about you, but that's what I pray because I know who he is. He's the master of my life. And so I want him to master me. 
master me. He is the potter and I am the clay. When he puts me on his wheel, he puts his hands on me and he begin to pump the wheel and begin to shape me and make me. Whatever he wants me to be, any kind of vessel that God wants me to be, that's what he needs to make me. And that's his business. It doesn't matter what he makes me. Whatever he wants. That's a God-mastered man or a God-mastered woman. You want God to master you. It might sound not good in these terms, but trust me, according to the word of God, it's a good thing to be a God-mastered man or a God-mastered woman. Listen to me. While at home, Jacob had served himself and created problems. And for 20 years, he served Laban, his uncle, and created further problems. But now he would serve God and become a part of the answer. (laughs) Jacob's life always consisted of him serving himself, but it never got him anywhere. He was he because he was a slickster and a deceiver. He always got slicked out and deceived. And finally, he decided, I'm going to serve God. Peniel means the face of God. He thought that seeing God's face would bring death, but it actually brought him new life. It was the dawning of a new day for Israel, Jacob, because when God gave him a new name, his new name was Jacob, it was Israel. He had a new name. He had a new walk. He was limping and he had a new relationship with God that will help him face and solve any problems if only he would exercise his faith. Listen. You've got some tests that you're going to have to face. Lou, you've got some tests that you're going to have to face. And God wants to bless you and set you up that when you face them, you will conquer them. You don't know the test that you have coming. Nobody knew 2020 was coming. Nobody knew that. So you don't know the test that's before you. But God wants to bless you. So when the tests, whatever they are, come you will be able to conquer them. Like the patriot, would you stand with me? Like the patriot, every believing soul must draw nigh to God. Reverently, it is true, but not timidly or distrustfully. The command is to come boldly to the throne of grace. We must not come as if we are uncertain or who the Lord is uncertain of who the Lord is or whether he cares anything about us and will hear our prayers but with all our heart believing that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him we must come before him in 2023 in Christ Centered Church I am challenging this congregation and everyone that will be a part of our congregation That you never allow the word of God to preach. And you leave without an encounter, a divine encounter with God. God told me was to tell you that you need to make sure you do all that you need to do to have a divine encounter with him every time you come into the house of the Lord. You should never leave the house of God without a divine encounter. We have this tradition in Pentecost where we say, altar call. Well, I 
I know we've been in trouble a little bit because y'all come into the fire station and you say, I don't see no altar. Altar is not a stage that's built. We will have one in a new place so you can have your altar if that's what you choose. But an altar is not something that we built. An altar is a place where you go to have an encounter with Jesus. An altar is where you go to have a divine encounter with Jesus. That may be just where you are standing. But I learned back in the day when I was trying to get Jesus. I would get out of my seat and I would try to find a corner up at the altar where I wouldn't hear anybody pray, where nobody would hear me pray. So I took advantage of the altar call. I didn't stay in my seat because I didn't want to be distracted or I didn't want to not pray because I was concerned about someone hearing me pray. So I love the altar. I said, let me get away from all the people and let me find a little area where I can go and I can talk to the Lord under my breath, just me and him. And those were the times I had the divine encounter. I wasn't no preacher, and I used to walk around with one of these, probably not one of these, but a handkerchief. You know why? Because every time I had a divine encounter, I cried. It wasn't because something was wrong. As a matter of fact, it was the opposite. It was because something was really good. And every time I went to the altar and had a divine encounter, oh, I felt the touch of God. And when I got up, I felt strength. I felt refreshing. I felt newness because I had a divine encounter. God has sent me here to tell you this morning that all of us, we need to be sure that every time we come into the house of the Lord, not just limited to the house of the Lord, but for sure every time we come into the house of the Lord, that we have a divine encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ, that we will meet him, whether we're kneeling, whether we're laying prostrate, whether we're standing, whether we're walking, whether we're just sitting, whatever it is, we need to make sure before I leave, I want a divine encounter because only a divine encounter will change you. Nothing else will. Nothing else will change you but a divine encounter. Nothing else will. It's the time when you come to the altar. Coming to the altar after the preaching of God's word is alone time with Jesus. Alone time with Jesus. It is our opportunity to get an audience with Jesus when we come to the altar at the time of the altar call. It is a time with him where we can't escape or even though other people are here, we can still escape from them because we get locked in into Jesus. Uh It is a time to focus on him earnestly, seek his blessings in whatever way we know how to. Listen to me. When Jacob encountered the Lord, He did not tell God how to bless him. All he said was, bless me. Pay attention to that. Many times we go to pray and we have a specific agenda. And here is what's wrong with your specific agenda sometimes. Are you God? Do you know what you should be asking from God? Because only if you're sovereign. 
only if you're omniscient that you go to God and start telling God what you need blessings for. I believe the right way to approach God, unless we're going to pray specific things that God already told us we should do. I believe we need to go before God and say, God, will you bless me? Doesn't matter to me, Lord, how you bless me. I just want you to bless me. Because what I understand is your blessings is good for me. So it doesn't matter how you bless me, just bless me. If we will stop going to God, telling God to bless us the way we want God to bless us, I believe we will experience God's blessing that is good for us. I want what God has for me, not what I tell him to give to me. Many of us are frustrated because we have told God how to bless us, and God says, I'm not doing that. Because you have no clue that if I bless you that way, what will happen to you later on. So I'm not doing that. And so we're waiting on blessings that God says, you will never get that from me. And so you get frustrated. And all God is saying is, come to me and just ask me to bless you. And I will bless you real good. I'll bless you real good. I'll take care of you real good. Not the way you think you need to be taken care of. But I'm your heavenly father. I will take care of you real good. New year, church. A new day has come. And God's will for us is that every time we come in the house of the Lord, we never leave without a divine encounter. We never leave without wrestling with God. We never leave without crying out to God and say, God, I need you to bless me. Oh, somebody. Somebody call out to Jesus this morning before you leave here. Don't let the day go by just for you to say, I was in the church. I was in the house of God. But won't you call out and say, God, will you bless me? Because you know how to bless me real good. You know how to bless me real good. I want an encounter with you, Lord. And you know how to bless me, Lord. If I've been a conniving, scheming, deceiving, lying person, I want you to transform me and make me into a godly, righteous and holy person. Oh God, I want a divine encounter with you. I want a divine encounter with you. I want a divine encounter with you. Somebody call on the name of Jesus. Somebody cry out to him this morning. Somebody cry out to the Lord this morning. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. How great is our God. How great is our God. He knows your situation. He knows what you need. He knows how to take care of you. Will you cry out to him? Will you call on his name? Lord, your people are here. They're crying out to you, Lord. They're calling on your name, Lord. They're raising their hands. They're lifting their voices. They want change. They want to be transformed. They're desperate. They're earnest, oh God, in seeking your will. Let your will be done. Let your will be done. Let your kingdom come in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, church. Come on, ministers, let's pray for the folks. Let's pray for people, for God to touch them, for God to bless them. Come on, let's pray. Touch them, and God's will be done in their life. In the name of Jesus.
in the name of Jesus. From the crown of his head, Lord, to the sole of his feet, Lord, I pray your blessings. I pray a divine encounter that he will never be the same again. That your will will be done, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. By your stripe, Lord, by your power, by your spirit, let your will be done in her life, Lord God. Oh, God, speak your blessings into her life. Let her hear the voice of God today and respond in obedience and respond in faith. In the name of Jesus, in faith, in obedience, your will be done, Lord. Your will be done. Your will be done. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Faith. Faith. All those things that are not as though they were. Call those things that are not as though they were. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Come on, Sister Kendra. Oh, God, I pray for change. I pray the blessings of God. I pray the blessings of God in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Father, touch him, Lord. Let this be a new beginning for him. Let this be a new day for him, Lord God. I command every invisible chain to be broken and to be loose. I set you free in the name of Jesus Christ by the authority of his word and the power of his name. Be free in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for God to heal you and make you whole. For God to raise you up and to do great things in your life. In the name of Jesus. 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 Oh, hallelujah. In this sweet atmosphere, let's lift our hands in the presence of the Lord. If we can just extend our hands and surrender to the Lord's will. And we know that we'll make a new turn this year. You're not here by accident, nor by coincidence. It's by the presence of the Lord withdrawing you here. And let's say something to God before we even continue in this service. Thank you, Lord, for the word of God spoken. And we thank you, God, for using your manservant. It's your hour and your time to understand God's will for your life. Just accept and yield to the call of God, which he's calling you, each and every one of you, even to your very understanding. You're made in the image of God. Just let you know, you're made in the likeness and the image of your creator. And he's calling you back to him, those who are here. Just get a touch of God today. Hallelujah. 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 In this sweet atmosphere, you may sit Um, You may have your seats. Those who are still being ministered, they can be still ministered to. We won't hinder that. 
It's a wonderful time to be here. It is fulfilling the word of God that says that his house may be full, that we may compel men from the highway and the hedges that they will come into his house. And we are seeing a full house today, and it's a wonderful experience to be a part of this experience this morning. At this time, before we go into our offering, I just want to give you some brief announcements, um, and then we'll also ask uh, for our guests to stand. But before we hand, this coming weekend, we have our Overcoming Conference for Christ Center Church that is the host of it. And we're inviting all of our family and friends, those who are here, please, uh, this is an awesome opportunity. It is to focus on the subject of mental health. We want to focus on the subject of mental health. If you're having experiences, even in your own life, that you're struggling with or want some understanding, this is a wonderful opportunity for you to come, even if persons that you know, um, trust me, we're transparent, but we are very much protecting your privacy and your space. But this is a conference for you that we care. We're doing this. Not a lot of churches that do this. So if you're coming, it's this coming, starting this coming Friday at, si at 7 p.m., the 6th, and also on the 7th, 10 a.m. We have our very own. That's the beauty of it because our very own members are hosting it because they have excelled and matriculated in areas that focus on these areas in society and in life. We have our sister Rosalie Howard. She's here. We have our sister Zori. She's also a part of us. Our sister Shamika Brooks. These are experts in their field, and we want to support, and we want to get gather each other, and we just be a family because it's just a conversation that we're all going to just embrace and um, understand more on this subject. Also, uh, two weeks after this week, we'll have our holiday youth convention, our first holiday youth convention, convention at the Princeton Marriott. Um, it is our North Central Jersey District. We are part of this wonderful body of believers called the United Pentecostal Church International, and we are the North Central District host in terms of this central region. Our pastor is our superintendent, so God is doing some great things with our church and with him, and we are hosting our holiday youth convention at the Princeton Marriott. Please, if you would like to come, it's the 13th and the 14th. You can see the information on the screen. It's going to be an awesome time. Your young people, your children, etc., come along. We're going to have a great time. We have guest speakers from out of the state, and we're going to be blessed on this coming week or that coming weekend. Yes. And uh, as well, uh, we want to also acknowledge our guests, those who are here for the first time. Please, if you can stand. We ain't going to call you, but if you're, this is your first time coming here at Christ Center Church, just there's no harm, no foul. Please, if you can stand, we would like to acknowledge you. We'd like to just say that you have been welcomed, and we want to put our hands together, Christ Center Church, for our wonderful guests that have come to worship with us this morning, this afternoon now. Awesome, 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 awesome. You are welcome. We love you. We thank you so much. You didn't have to be here, but you're here, and we want to embrace you uh, going forward, and thank you again. And now at this time, it is offering time, so we're going to do a little bit different as we have done have not done in the past since it's a wonderful experience to see everyone here everyone is going to remain in their seats and our ushers they will yet serve you all and ye will serve in passing on um, the our baskets 
to serve in this capacity. But if you have not cash on you and you would like to give electronically, we have our booth in the side uh, to my, that's to my right. You're going to see Sister Patrice, Brother Jordan, those who are standing or assisting in that area. They will be helping you. And you are the only ones that should stand. If you do not have cash on you or you are giving electronically, please, to my right, I believe your left, you can sit, you can um, stand at that moment um, if you're giving electronically. But if you're not, please stay in your seats. But uh, we thank you so much. Um, I think we covered every single announcement. And uh, we're believing God today for what God is about to do. Also, one more item. We have our Christmas for Christ. You have at least one more week to address in terms of our Christmas for Christ giving. Of course, we are part of United Pentecostal Church International. We believe in giving to the work of the kingdom of God. And of course, a part of North American Missions, we are here to yet bless other churches that are planting churches across the country, in the home, basically home territory of the United States, and in Canada. And we are here to yet be a blessing to those who are needed. So if you would like to also be led to give for Christmas for Christ, you have until next week, which you can give today, um, also that offering. Let's pray in Jesus' name that God will bless us and God will yet strengthen us. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for all that you've done and all that you continue to do for us. We pray that, God, you will continue to bless us in such an abundant way. Father, we cannot express how faithful you've been to us. And in faithfulness you've been to us, let us be faithful in our giving, in our tithe giving, in our reach campaign. And I pray that, God, God, you will continue to bless us continuously in every endeavor. And we thank you, God, for what you have done in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. One more item, we have our obligations to our REACH program. Of course, we acquired four tennis court. That is our, that's our building. You are a property owner, and we're going to continue to give to our commitment to our REACH campaign. God bless you as you serve, and as Minister Carlett and Brother uh, uh, Josiah will come to minister to us.
Come on, give the Lord some praise. Let's stand. Amen. What a wonderful time we've had today. Don't be a stranger. We're here. And um, stay in touch. Uh, for all of you that are our guests, we have your information. If we don't, we want to get some more if you can, because we want to stay in touch with you. And we want to be able to keep you informed of what we're doing. There's going to be, be a day where we're going to send out um, communications to you to let you know when we move from this location to our next location. So we're working on those things. And uh, we'll keep you posted, but be with us. Be with the Lord, more importantly, because the Lord wants to do great things in your life. I see some great things happening in 2023, and you are part of those great things. Let's pray and dismissal as we go. Let's mention Brother Hasker in our prayer. He had to go to the hospital. He's been battling some stuff. But let's pray for him and pray for travel and mercies. Lord Jesus, we love you. We thank you, Lord God, for all of what transpired here today, what you allowed us to experience. Lord, let it not escape us, but help us to hold fast to what you have done, what you have spoken into our hearing. I pray, Father, that you will give us travel mercies, that as we travel to our respective place of dwelling, no harm, no danger will come to us, that your favor will be upon us, and that your will will be done in us. We pray for Brother Hasker, Lord God, that your healing virtue will flow in his body and that you'll regulate the functionality of his extremities. Touch him from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet, that by your stripe he will be healed. We thank and praise you today for all these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Let everyone say amen. Amen. You're dismissed. We have a baby dedication. The family that's a part of the baby dedication. If you will come forward, that would be outstanding. And we can go get into our dedication service. <laughs>